Welcome to Grown Dad Business. I hope this sounds good because, once again, I've connected 55 wires to create uh, a cavalcade of dads in the dad quarters. And, of mm. course, Jason Clark is here. Yep. All yep. right. We're here. Yeah, we're here. We're finally doing this one. We, uh, yeah. We're finally doing it, Brought guys. some heavy hitters. I know you're excited. Corey, shout out to Corey, Corey. Uh, one of our yep. uh, best listeners uh, who always responds and reposts. Uh, we're, we did it, buddy. We're doing wrestling. We're finally talking about wrestling. Corey's like, when are you guys going to talk about wrestling? <laughs> like, he's losing his mind. Yeah. He's like, I know you guys love it, and I know I want to hear all about it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we were like, but we need we need, help. we need two other people that love yeah. it. We like, need dad backup. On different levels. So we had to, yeah, call in some dad backup. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought we have to bring in one of my favorite people to talk to about old school wrestling that'll just happen, you know, at midnight after a show over the years. Uh, that is a uh, comedian. Uh, you hear him on the Pittsburgh Morning Show, WDVE, every Wednesday, Jeff Conkle. What's up? Jeff Conkle's here. Uh, I'm one of your favorite people to talk to about wrestling. Uh, I've laughed pretty hard with you about wrestling. Yeah. And I, that's, you know what I mean. It's not like, a, like, oh, you're my favorite reference that I, you know. Right. You know, it's all. I was just, laughing. I was just very hot and heavy in wrestling for a very pretty decent amount of time so i felt like i, I have a big chunk of my timeline was dedicated <laughs> to the attitude era and, and everything oh, that surrounded yes. it yes absolutely right uh, and also and then yeah so then we brought in another partner that uh you hear him um, on the you can't handle the truth podcast and he's been on with us before it's a good one. um he has an ongoing streak of royal rumbles Attended the last five Royal Rumbles. Wow. Yeah. That's some so, grown up so shit. Yeah. He, good for you. you know, our good friend, um, Sean Collier. Hey, is with thanks us. for having me back, despite the fact that I don't have children. So it's but a, it, I have yeah. hundreds of wrestling figures. And yes. you also so. went to the last five Royal Rumbles, right. which so that sort of trumped any dad that yeah. might have. Yeah, we yeah. don't know any dads that has the money to have children and also travel <laughs> right. to Royal Rumbles. It's like, I know other people who travel for. Rest for wrestling events. I'm like, what do these people have in cup? No children. They have no children whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. That okay. Yeah. yeah. But you have a dad. So I that do. qualified I do. you on the lower that's, that's level. That's a great. Of the that's scale. a great sports dad, Gene Collier. Gene so Collier. Right. your sports DNA sure. is pretty strong. Mm -hmm. What does dad? What does Gene? What does Gene feel about uh, uh, professional uh, wrestling as a, as a world-renowned sports writer? Uh, has has never never been for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's I. I the first, like, I remember the first moment I showed interest in wrestling was at a giant eagle, and Hulk Hogan was on the cover of Disney Adventures magazine. Oh, my gosh. And I used to get that magazine. Yeah. And, and I was like, I want that. And, and I remember my dad saying, no, <laughs> you don't want that. He's this guy's bad news. Because it was right when the steroid scandal uh, was happening yeah. in the early 90s. And so all the dads go, oh, oh right, right. I do you in every time. Oh, uh, but I know then, a guy at the gym that does that. So he, he doesn't really like it. He never really liked it. <laughs> um, but to his credit, as a dad, when we kind of discovered it on our own and, and got into it, he's like, now it's my dad job to mm -hmm. take these kids to wrestling. And the first the job. first wrestling show I was ever at in 1993, he wow. flew home between World Series games because he was covering the World Series that October and we flew home, took us to a house show at the Civic Arena. And flew Whoa. Wow. Okay, yeah. so, let me, so let's, yeah. un, let's, unpack, let's unpack this. What a yeah. strong dad move. Let's yeah. talk about this right. dad move here. Um, not only did he come home, fly home, right. um, between World Series games, it was a house show. Yeah, yeah. wasn't even like, TV. No, uh, like it's it not was, like we were going to WrestleMania. It was, it was you know, oh, maybe a Sunday night. Undertaker versus Yokozuna on top. That's Do you feel like your mom had to have cajoled him into doing that? Because I don't care how good of a dad you are. That <laughs> doesn't seem that. like something you'd come back for. Your mom had to have been like, you promised them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think th there was a commitment before the uh, work schedule came out. And I think okay. at a certain point she said, I am not taking <laughs> two <laughs> yeah, boys yeah. to the World Wrestling yep. Federation. Yeah. Now, your dad, your dad had to have interviewed Bruno. Oh yeah, I mean he had to have yes. as a sports writer. I mean Bruno San Martino, you know, yeah, Pittsburgh you, you native. Know, I mean he's a Pittsburgh yeah. son. He's yeah. yeah, he's yeah. So your dad had to have. Uh, and and the one thing he you know he warmed up to kind of the the legacy and some of the 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 charm of it 
um, a little later in his career and would occasionally do things like he did talk to, had, had a long conversation with Bruno huh. when Bruno went into the WWE Hall of Fame um, right. and did a piece. After I did, I, I did one first on, uh, don't let me forget the guy's name now. Super he had, Jim, he, Jimmy no, Super Faisalka. No, he had the, this, guy, this guy had a shoe shop. What? He was a cobbler in Lawrenceville. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he closed his shop down. He, ju- he closed his yeah. shop and he's, yeah. he's since passed on. I'll find the name uh, in a minute. But this guy was a cobbler in Lawrenceville for 70 years and made shoes for the Super Steelers, made shoes for the the uh, 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 made shoes for uh, uh, worked on. Aaron's trying to signal me that there's something wrong with my microphone and his yeah, sign don't, language. Don't is hold bad. don't hold it uh, up here at the up connection. Here. There we go. Don't hold it That's at the better. connection. Oh, boy. This it, was is hard, it was hard to find four microphones that all no, worked oh, okay. great. Uh, <laughs> Bucky, Bucky Palme- uh, uh, Palmero, okay. Bucky Palmero, Bucky Palmero. And, and he did. Name. He made shoes I for know. the super. Ste- made shoes for baseball players. Made made worked on Sidney Crosby's shoes. And in his spare time, was a wrestling referee. Wow. And a, and and had won uh, uh, for uh, uh, in the studio wrestling era with Bruno and yeah. and and, and uh, ringside Rosie. Yeah and yeah. <laughs> so he was this referee, and he he talked to Gene about all those stories. I talked to him as well. So so Gene did eventually come to appreciate some of the local legends and the history okay. and Makes the sense. yeah. Makes wow. Sense. Yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, you you got that like you got that little bit of like sports uh, journalism. Mm. I mean, that's what you do too. Yeah, uh, I don't write about sports that no. often, but it's it's uh, uh, it's in you know the the f- like four or five times that my dad and I have been in the same press box. Yeah, feels <laughs> feels pretty cool. You know, I, I I don't go, I don't do that often. I have I, you know, he'll be there covering the game like a professional, and I'll be like, I'm writing a story about what entrance music the baseball <laughs> players are using <laughs> this year. But uh, yeah, we'll overlap and meet at the little. If hey, this is a little insider tip. You're a sports writer in the press box. Free soda and nachos. How about that? There you go. The whole reason you got in the biz. I've heard about the food spreads. Full dinner? No. Except the Steelers. Steelers Because because the Roonies love writers. I've always loved the writers. That's a good Hmm. point. Full food. Pirates, Penguins. Listen, you got yourself a Pepsi. Maybe some some Utz pretzels. And uh, you have a little snack. It's fine. That's anyway, nice. wrestling. Jeff well, now, and Jeff Conkle, you just you you're just you were just a, you're just must be a wrestling fanatic, because I feel like every other conversation I've ever had with you around a comedy circle usually dovetails. It, in, it into turns that. into yeah. all of a sudden we're talking about Ric Flair. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, see, I came up like. I think Sean's a little younger than me, but not by much. And I, I think the first couple ones that I went to, like, I don't have a definitive point when I started liking it. I just remember my dad taking me to the Heart Attack Tour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that came through the Civic Arena, and they had these, like, uh, little setups before you went in, and you could see The Undertaker's casket and, mm-hmm. and uh, look at uh, Bret Hart's glasses and this little, yeah. like, forum <laughs> thing beforehand. <laughs> And then after that, I don't know why. I just I just got hooked. And then for some reason in eighth grade, I met – all of my friends through, you know, we thought we were Degeneration X and the Nation the of best. Domination and all that kind the of stuff. Best. Then we started a backyard wrestling group, yes. and then that's just how we made our 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 like hardcore it. high school <laughs> friendships. And then in college, I basically fell out completely. I missed a great era of wrestling because that's when like Edge was really. Oh, big we're gonna get Randy into Orton it. We're gonna in get into that kind of stuff. But and and now I'm I'm really tangential like i pick it up sometimes yeah and i'm suffering a lot from the uh, i don't know what to call it but like the nostalgia grading mm. curve yes. where of yes. course i think about things that i saw in eighth grade and i was like this is the uh, unbelievable yeah. and now i look at the same stuff that i probably would have liked in eighth grade and i think you know not not so hot i don't all think right so. well jeff's yeah. done thanks so much yeah. all right guys i'll <laughs> see you later <laughs> that, was, that was no a yeah full concise timeline no that's yeah. a perfect uh perfect thesis statement for what we're going to yeah. run through because yeah. like we you know jason and i like just kind of digging in and uh laughing at you know something that we liked for so many and years I throw and, it, and i where and we're I'm at like you i i will throw it on i'll throw like raw on on a monday night just to see and just mm-hmm. i'll just so i watch a little bit and i you know i and then i get out of it i don't i don't get fully committed and i have a couple couple friends that still watch it religiously that are mm-hmm. still you know big fans of it and there'll be times where i'll send them a text and be like I don't know what the hell you. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I don't know what's happening. That guy just fought somebody in the middle of the woods, and they were, 
and he got thrown into a wood chipper and came out as a different wrestler. And I then don't know somebody's worshiping Satan. I, I don't yeah. know what. Well, happened. I don't have a problem with the Satan worship. We're, <laughs> we're watching Who it has? right now yeah. as we're yeah. we have on it's this TV. The it's the Undertaker being brought out, which you would yeah. absolutely. And there's say. like satanic look, symbols this, yeah, on well the screen. That's, well, that's whoever's streaming this bull, but this thing <laughs> that's their that's their logo. You got to. Subscribe to them and make the money. But yeah, we got it running uh, on the background. So yeah, so we're gonna dig in. So there's always been, but that's kind of inter- that that stuff's exciting. Is what we talked the other night, like about the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Gonna, listen, everybody, Melissa's already turned it off. Yeah, this is this it. This is some nerdy. We're gonna shit. W- we're gonna, we're gonna dig out. in. But our thing, favorite wrestlers, favorite yeah. matches. But the thing, yeah, we talked the other night about the Undertaker, and that's what's on the screen that we're watching is him coming out. <laughs> it was never about the fact that that dude could wrestle. No, he was was about the story, a literal zombie. Yeah, it was about the mystique, about the, you know, kicking the lights off and the minions and Paul Bearer and the whole thing. It was always about, for me, at least the theatrics. I Mark Jacobs was like. That's who that was, right? Mark, Mark Jacobs? No, that's Mark he Jacobs. Mark Jacobs Mark makes Calloway? shirts for Calloway. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Iranian Jacob. DJs. Right, right. <laughs> Mar- Mark Calloway. Uh, Calloway, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, there's tinsel on the ropes here. It's a Christmas story. <laughs> and he shows up with Mankind. And just oh, this is Kane and Mankind. Yeah, so anyway. I, I, I we got we to gotta break down all. Oh, my gosh. I met, the Undertaker, so I met the Undertaker at a giant eagle in, I think, <laughs> I wanted to say Bellevue. You uh, you met the Undertaker yes. at a supermarket. Yes. Sure, he just wasn't like a tall meth head. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. It, it are, was you were, are you sure he wasn't a biker that owned the bar next door? It yeah. was uh, an official autograph signing. Yeah. And uh, my, I, I think I was about nine or ten. My parents, their buddy, was the GM of that Giant Eagle, and said oh, we're doing an autograph signing with the Undertaker and Paul Bearer. Wow. And we went and we waited in the dairy aisle. The line went through the dairy aisle. And he he uh, uh, because the, the the guy was the GM, he got us like the special promo photos, right, okay. to get autographed. And uh, my brother was ahead of me in line. And when he got to the front, uh, Paul Bearer asked my brother where he got the photo because I guess these weren't supposed to be around. Uh, so my brother was about seven and Paul Bearer <laughs> looks at him and is like, where did you get this picture? And my brother just freezes and almost <laughs> cries a little bit. Uh, but Paul Bearer was very talkative and The Undertaker did not have much to say. I think, he was, I think he was th- sitting there thinking, I'm signing autographs in a giant eagle. Is this really why <laughs> I got into this? Seems a little off-brand for The Undertaker, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. He's right next to the Schwansons. Right. Uh, you know, right. Rocky he, Road. It, it it did ruin the illusion <laughs> yeah. a little bit. It's like, what, was he in full costume? He was in full oh, costume. He's in full Paul character. Bearer was not. He the Undertaker was. Yeah, oh, so gloves, coat, Undertaker hat. Undertaker very rarely broke. Like he still is very yeah. rarely. Yeah. Hey, is it too late to play the theme song? Oh yeah. The Grown Dad Business theme yeah. song? Yeah. No, Sean. The other podcast. I thought you meant Undertaker's theme song. No, we case, can't do that. It costs too much money. Yeah. All right, play yeah. it. Play it. Grown Dad Business with Aaron Cliver. Hey, that's my dad's name. And Jason Clark. Not my dad, but he's a cool dude. Nah, nah, ah. Rate and review. Subscribe and share. Grown Dad Business with Aaron Cliver. Yeah. Um, and Jason Clark. Back to get super dope. Boom! We're back. It was it was unnecessary. Appetizer. Sometimes you sit at a nice meal, yeah, and, and you you enjoy the appetizer around a little bit. That's longer. a great point. You just sit really around. linger on enjoy, the fried zucchini. Enjoy your drinks yeah. a little bit, you know. Have some point. good conversation. Hold the dinner off a little bit. That's what we did before we that got. Is, into that is that is a good way to put it. You're course, absolutely right. You know? you go. You know what? We are ready to order. Yes, we are. Thank <laughs> you. Now we are. No, I'm glad. You know, that's one of the things that uh, <laughs> talking about this over the last couple of weeks because. Uh, our producer Adam Chico and Jason and I have been getting into uh, WWE and WWF rabbit holes, yeah. all I've because been, of wow, well, yeah. you, all because we just got addicted to uh, the best Instagram account yeah. <laughs> on the planet. Nineties WWE. Nineties WWE. Mm. Uh, it's incredible, and that's what hooked us in. We We're just like, started throwing it. clips to each other oh, every day. Yeah, just you know, they just they. 
they take you all through it. They show you all the good stuff. You know, it's like, oh, hey, remember when Stone Cold drove a beer truck in? And I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. How, how could I forget you forget? This? Yeah. How could I forget and then, this and stuff? Then There's had, a lot of people who think about that on a daily yeah. basis. <laughs> and then, and then they, Stone Cold driving that beer but truck. Then That's why had, you're here, Sean. Yeah. But then they had the callback when Kurt Angle came down with the milk truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you. So I got into it in Ready Boys 1985. Mm-hmm. Ah, all right. So I was busy well being, being born. Yeah, well, de- well, well documented on this podcast that um, I do have a few years. Okay, not for a while though, bud. And no, you've been right. good. You've been doing well. Oh, it's I good. appreciate you. Got, you. got the letter. We mailed you. No, that that's letter. good. I was four, <laughs> but I was four years old. But, but yeah. yeah, so it was. Yeah, for me, it was. I was obsessed with Hulk Hogan. In, in 85 sure. i just thought i was just like this is incredible everybody from the iron Sheik, like all those great ones ricky is dragon seaboat like mm, you yeah. i went to westmoreland mall uh-huh. and waited three hours for oh my god what was barry windham and mike rotunda's back in the 80s? the u.s express US, the no U- they were they no, the u.s express was nwa Back then, the U.S. Express. What was the one? Everyone is screaming. The right Four now. Horsemen. Are you talking about the Four? No. Bear, no. Uh, Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda at, at WrestleMania One were, were the U.S. Okay, Express. So that's who it was. Yes. Yeah. It was yeah. the wow. U.S. Express. And when was WrestleMania One? Eighty-five. Eighty-five. 85. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so um, they never showed up. Ah, uh, that was tough. There's, there's that was wait, tough. really? There were, there were some substances going around yeah, those days. They, never they really didn't up. show up they never for WrestleMania. Up. No, 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 for, for the signing of oh, slightly less important. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. The first, but the first WrestleMania was a closed circuit event, and you had to go to see it. You had to go to the Civic Arena, and to go to the Civic Arena to watch. Yeah, it. I didn't know this. That's so, fascinating, so isn't it? No. Be, because yeah, because pay per view did not exist. Thing is, pay per view cable was not widespread and so and i bet uh, the uh, the arena probably had like the satellite truck yes right right yes. right wow so the satellite feed failed um for wrestlemania one the satellite feed failed oh man and everyone was there to see wrestlemania and we all had to leave so, so your early experiences there. are not getting to see the thing you yes, showed right? up to see yeah so they um so so then they ended up that year wrestlemania one was mm. aired for uh, they aired it on network television. Wow! WWE made that happen to what to make it see me. It was later. You didn't get to see it that night. So but it wasn't like you were able to pick up your phone and find out the results right. of WrestleMania. Right. You, right. It was like you didn't know it happened. You didn't have. There was no internet. There was no yeah. way. Unless you had a buddy in another was, market. Was it another market call. where the yeah. feed worked? Wow. Yeah. That was the only way. So you didn't know. You didn't know. And they. You sometimes for, you call a hotline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait for a magazine to yeah. come out in yeah. a month. But mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was hooked on the, you know, everything from the merchandising and like I, you know, buying, you know, if I got some money, you know, I went right to Hills mm-hmm. to get the newest figure and that I was, mm-hmm. you know, I had the I had the big ring, but they had the big the original big vulcanized rubber hockey yeah. puck. We figures. talked about that. Yeah. I love those. You couldn't yeah. do yeah. anything with no, them. They were right? n- uh, t- completely unposable. Dude, and but they were the, but they were the, enormous. They were yeah. like, you know how like uh, like mafia guys have blackjacks that they'll yeah. hit people with yeah. in the movies. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> what they felt like. I've got three in my bedroom right now. Yeah. I uh, I had them up yeah. until a couple years ago, yeah. and I think my aunt got rid of them. I went. I went to the Bendies. Yeah. I went to the Bendies that were the wireline ones. Oh yeah. And what I would do is I would bring the Bendies in, and I would grab my. I would grab my uh, mom's red food color. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I color mine. Yeah. Yeah. Ketchup. Smash it so there's blood all over the place. But then I was a fan until I got, you know, for a few years or until I got into high school, I think. And I was like, I got out of it. Well, probably what happened is that you discovered girls while I just kept (laughs) on with wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I gave up wrestling for for quite a while yeah in lieu of in lieu of girls probably but then i jumped back in in yeah. my early 20s it was right around when i got married hmm. um because that's when raw started happening like hmm. i remember well raw might have started a little earlier than when i got into it back into it but like i were just going on and, and it was a completely different thing because it was more now it was like they, it was built for the generation that started watching and now you're older so now you're getting edgier material right mm-hmm. and that's how it spoke to me it was yeah. just like oh shit and these characters were so strong and i you know i loved the characters yeah. from back in the 80s and the, and i think the when i got away from it it was yeah i had other interests but um 
there the talent wasn't <laughs> as it was like the the your the ones that you loved were they older. Yeah, yeah. So when they when they pop back when when they pop back in in the '90s with you know Raw and these characters and everything, um, then I was back in and and you know my wife would walk into the room and go, <laughs> "Every time I see you watching this, I see brain cells falling out of your brain." <laughs> <laughs> I have Dude. tried on multiple occasions. Yep, Jeff. Hold on, Jeff. Your mic is messed up somehow, <laughs> and it's taped in. Don't push that too hard. You're good. Nope. Son of a B. So uh, uh, while Aaron and, and Jeff uh, yep. uh, work yep. on this, so what, no. what did you miss? Which were the years that so was it kind of the mid-90s? Because th those were some years you could miss. Yeah, that's And that's when I, I was first into it as a child. So uh, uh, I, uh, like I said, it was Got not it. encouraged in the house. And then I, I was flipping around the channels at my grandma's house and I saw uh, Lex Luger body slam Yokozuna. Oh my gosh! On, yeah, on an aircraft carrier. Uh, Wait, was it, was that really on an aircraft carrier? Yeah, they did. Yeah, parked in the harbor. Oh my uh, god! Uh, it, it was around. It was the summer of 1993, and instantly I was oh like, god. "This is awesome! This is gr yeah. look at it." Because for me at that age, it was like superheroes that yeah. you could you, that you could go see fighting at the arena or that were on TV every week. You know, and it was always new and it was always fresh. And I just kind of got swept up in in the characters and in mm -hmm. the way it was this self-contained little world with all of these traditions like WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble yeah. and and uh, and started buying the magazines and buying the action figures and was all about it for really at first only about four or five years and all of this that that a lot of people is their childhood memories the attitude era and the stone cold and 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 all of that in the late 90s i didn't miss all of that because uh that's when i went to high school and i was you know trying to have a social life for the first time and i also that's when i started doing theater um, when I was about twelve or thirteen, and and that took up my time. I wonder if the wrestling groomed your theater. I think it absolutely did. You think? Because because you know I had been watching Roddy Piper and and yeah. Shawn Michaels, you know, own a room, right? I mean and 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 but the other thing that happened around that time is I got really into horror movies, and one of the worst things that ever happened in professional wrestling in WCW in two thousand. David Arquette was briefly the WCW world champion. <laughs> I still hold it against him it's, to this day. It's it's infuriating. Like it's terrible. But because of those years in between when I wasn't watching, I got okay. really into horror movies. I, same thing. I was flipping around and I was like, David Arquette from wait, Scream wait, 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 and wait. Scream 2 is on wrestling? I, I they made a cardinal I, mistake. They let a mark, yeah. a super mark, yeah. hold on, run, hold on, the, hold on. run the show. Slow down. Yeah, go back. Because I'm a little off here. Go back. I vaguely remember that was a thing, but explain how David Arquette, Dewey from Scream. Yeah. Uh, WCW had somehow been involved in a terrible comedy, wrestling comedy, called Ready to Rumble. Yes! yes. Okay, that, Starring David it. Arquette and Oliver Platt. Movies, boom. And uh, they saw an opportunity to grab some easy headlines. And one night <laughs> on Thunder, uh, oh, who Thunder. was champion? Jeff Jarrett was champion. Of course. And they said, okay, it's Jeff Jarrett and Eric Bischoff versus Diamond Dallas Page and David Arquette. And whoever gets the pinfall is the champion. Mm. And uh, uh, someone <laughs> interfered or something. But in any case, David Arquette and Eric Bischoff were knocked out and they dragged David Arquette on Eric Bischoff. Over. Counted oh three, God. and now David Arquette is the world champion. It was terrible. It was part of why WCW doesn't exist anymore. But I was watching at 16, like, I love Scream. I'll stay on this, and, and just got swept back was up that, into it. Was that pre or post NWO? Po well, uh, well post. Well after. Yeah. Okay. Now, was, it, was it really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. During this time, were you brand loyal? Did you have a clear cut right, preference right, over right, which right. show you'd be watching? Yeah, on when Monday I was a, when I was a kid, it was then WWF, yep. and then I stuck around, and then I stuck with WCW until they went out of business, and then it's it's been. I, I didn't go hard into since. WCW. I only watched WCW a little bit when Hogan went over. Yeah, and that's when I was curious to see what was going on. 
I had the best the best system on a Monday night oh. because you had two TVs. Because Monday Nitro would start at eight o'clock, yeah. whereas yeah. Raw would start at nine, nine. o'clock. Yeah. yeah. So at eight o'clock from nine o'clock on WCW was the best wrestling. That's yes. when you had Rey Mysterio versus yeah. Dean Malenko yeah. and Chris Benoit Dean versus Malenko. Psychosis That's and all. Yeah. That was clearly the best wrestling. So then I I got it really into the cruiserweights yeah. for WCW. Rey Mysterio ends up being probably my favorite wrestler of all time wow. for the most part. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that more, I guess. But then I just wow. switched right over to Raw because then I thought once it got to, uh, you know, the Goldbergs and everything, I just thought that was lame. I thought hmm. WCW was the DC to WWF's Marvel yeah. like, ah, in that I always thought yeah. they were trying to chase yeah. great Marvel and like great they example. weren't ever really uh, they were always trying to do something. But there that was wasn't, still a it, Batman. Sure, there, there was. was still, yeah. yeah, there was some some still good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I was the same way at that time. Sting, that Sting, day, literally I, Batman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I lo- and I looked at it exactly the way that you just explained it. Yeah, the, they were putting their best stuff on in that one hour. Because they wanted that viewership, and at the time they knew that they weren't their their yeah. their decision was not to go directly at the WWF. Right. Yeah, it was about mm. setting up and getting that one. Like hour just trying share. to ex- say, like, and, oh, we can all exist. And then if you build, and then you just think about general storytelling. Because I would do the same thing. Then when Hulk Hogan and the, well, when when the Outsiders and when that whole oh, thing yeah. with the NWO happened. <laughs> That to me was when I really started finding a way to make sure I was keeping up with both, you know, and because that was, I didn't have, you know, it was pre internet. Well, plus, I mean, I was so thinking about it, I was in eighth grade, and I mean, WWF at the time was the home for, I mean, you would see people giving middle fingers oh, and yeah. swearing and really pushing the envelope, which is, of course, it, it's Dude, titillating to you when you're in eighth grade. Yeah. WCW never, it seemed a lot more square. To me, but it, but like, they were, but also WCW. From what I remember, was a little more violent, though. Wasn't it? Part. No, no, I mean it was ECW was was the, was the, the okay, ECW okay. was right. the violent one. WWF was the um, kind of capturing the moment, edgy. You know, if you're a teenager, adolescent, oh, for sure. And WCW was kind of the the you know held the torch for like TNA, wrestling right for, now for, I, you know, for, you know. So yeah where they came i mean when you think about where wcw even came from and it was you know it was that's the southern, it was yeah. that yeah. southern belt right that, yeah. they, they were the nwa i mean yeah. when they would run their programs in the 80s you know and that's when the four horsemen were on but i was brand specific i hated i hated that other see side. wcw would have never had any like satanist angles or anything like that because uh, like yeah. you know and that, it wasn't until then in their last two years they started trying to imitate and right. it didn't work yeah and that that led to the, yeah because uh yeah. we uh jason and i speaking of we dug into that for a minute mm-hmm. they had a wrestler yeah <laughs> who was directly like the undertaker well no it was it was dustin reynolds yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, he, it was Goldust, who's yeah. Goldust, who, by the way, is still working today. Yeah, which is mind blowing. I've always yeah. liked him. Oh yeah, but they they brought him over and basically made him into a knockoff Undertaker. Yeah, it, and he hated it, he, and and the first thing he did was go on TV and if talk you, about how yeah, stupid. That's it what was. I showed. Yeah, and yeah. if you haven't seen it, Jason yeah. said you got to watch the whole thing. Yeah. You got to see him come in, and they do the whole entrance. He's floating. Oh, they, he's they, floating they, to the ring. They brought him on cables. They <laughs> did a whole complete knockoff of the Undertaker. And then he just uh, tells off. everybody how he feels about how stupid this is in yeah. front of an entire yeah. arena of people. Because he was promised. Yeah. Because he was promised by the WCW that he wouldn't have to come in and do a gimmick. Yeah, he didn't want to be Goldust anymore. The WCW said, "Listen, you come with us. You will no longer have to do a gimmick." As soon as he signed the paperwork, they're like, "Here's your fucking gimmick. Go, boy, go." Seven. Get it. Right, seven was he was, he was called seven. But see, yeah. Sean, you mentioned <laughs> ECW, and as the Attitude Era started to progress, it was almost like I found a little branch vein. Yeah, where I'd stay up on on you know yeah. Saturday night, and now all of a sudden, like if you would have told my dad when he took me to the Heart Attack Tour in 1994 right. that he'd end up taking me to ECW and what he saw at the oh, ECW my. down at the David L. Lawrence mm-hmm. Convention oh, Center. God. He would have said, like, shut it down now. Because <laughs> he took right. us, I, I, I got him to take us to ECW. And wow. we were, again, in like maybe like eighth grade or so. <laughs> and I mean, people, people were calling Francine a, like a slut and like a, and, and now we're probably the youngest kids in the audience. My dad You're feels flying. like I duped him, basically. Wow. Yeah. So New Jack's <laughs> hitting somebody with a cheese grater, blood right. spurting out everywhere. It, it's all a bunch of like total adult scumbags with yeah. chew spitters in and piercings <laughs> and everything like that. I remember I go to the merch table 
and there's all shirts that say F this, F that, all that kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> so I get a shirt that sa- Terry Funk was wrestling for ECW, and it said Funk Universe, or Funk You, like Funk University, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Funk yeah. You, Funk, you know, that's yeah. sort of the thing. So I buy the shirt, I come back, you know, my friends are there with my dad, my dad looks at me wearing the shirt, and he goes, what's that? I go, ah, it's, it's for Terry Funk, and he goes, yeah, uh, take that back. I was like, what? Why? There's nothing wrong with it. Meanwhile, I knew what it was. Yeah, like right. A trashy yeah, well, yeah. thing. And he just goes, "You're a representative of the family. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll never, oh, I'll never have dad, you out." Pro dad move number two of yeah. the show. So of yeah. course he I said, like you carry my last name. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where you knew you were wrong. You were just yes. trying to get away with it because your friends were there sure, and you were putting yeah. your dad on the spot. But he just called my bluff and was like, "Take it back." And I was like, "I don't even know if they do returns." And he's like, "Well." <laughs> He goes, like, throw it in the trash then or something like that. Yeah. He's like, you're not walking out of here, you know, with that thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I always think about that because I'll see people walking down the streets with, like, you know, F the Ravens or something yeah. like that. I'm like, why are you walking out in public like oh, that? Absolutely. Like, that's just yeah. trashy. Yeah, but you know? when you were at that age. Like, but ECW oh, was a whole other animal, yeah. which I actually thought had some of the best wrestling. And that was, like, it was sort of like uh, where you were stimulated by the Attitude Era. Like, they never really quite went over the line, but then mm-hmm. I saw Sabu jump into a barbed wire corner and rip his bicep, like, off of his arm, and I was like, okay, this is insane. Like, I'm totally I, into this. I, I, this, I, got, a, I got into ECW in a weird way, because uh, if you listen to our uh, live Pittsburgh podcast convention episode about our hustles, uh, you know that I was a flea market guy, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I loved buying the VHSs and getting, you know, bootleg stuff. And so I bought some bootleg WWF stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but they also had ECW and you'd see the covers they would, you know, print, you know, for these yeah. bootleg VHSs. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. I would see, you know, um, uh, freaking Nick, you know, Mick Foley on the cover bleeding. And I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I want to check this, this shit out. Me. Yeah. So I remember I bought I don't remember what they were. I bought like two ECW bootleg VHSs. It was like best of best of chairs you know what i mean it's like you know <laughs> the, best of the, uh, teeth you, on the floor volume four that unique remember they had these crazy names there's there's so many common objects that if you're yeah. a wrestling fan we see it only as a weapon yeah like there's gonna be a lot of tables like what is what are you no, talking really, about i remember tables the, it's a table match what there's one nearby like yeah. i wish i could all remember wrestling the objects titles. are just normal household objects yeah. chairs tables ladders it's just cookie sheets do you remember stairs. that look at a cookie sheet again the same yeah. way Oh, cookie sheets were Fli- good. They were loud, flimsy sound. garbage yeah. cans. Yeah, but yeah, you'd see it'd be yeah. That's yeah. literally the, it would be like volume three, the table game. Like, yeah, you're just like yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. I never. But do you ever wonder like what is it about a kid's development? Because obviously this story is not unique to anybody. Is yeah. that right. do you get bloodthirsty at this you know, time where sh- you like seek out this? I mean, because. Let's be honest. It was hyper violent. Oh yeah, like oh, like yeah. disturbingly so. If you put it down on paper that you're gonna watch an exploding ring match, or you're gonna watch yeah, somebody get right. a fluorescent bulb shattered over their head, and they're gonna be gashed everywhere. Like a normal psychologist would probably be like, "Well, this yeah. kid's obviously sure. has borderline <laughs> personality disorder, <laughs> yeah. and he needs to be on Klonopin immediately." Dude, what what Sean said earlier on, like yeah. I think, really hits. I, I never thought about it like mm. this. It is a a a, a marriage of superheroes. And sports stars, you know, yeah. like how, you know, when we were kids. It was like, oh, my gosh, Bo Jackson, Mary Lemieux, right. Michael Jordan, you know, these superstars where we would see them as superheroes almost. Yeah. And then, you know, there was superheroes and there was Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. and there was, you know, yeah. and it's these merging of like if Bo Jackson could beat the shit out of Nolan Ryan, you'd watch it. Yeah. No, and, yeah. and here it is. Yeah, that is you know? I, yeah. I never looked. I, I never looked at it like I, I, think, I think that's an interesting thing. I've never looked think at about. it that way. I've always just loved it for the. Um, you know, what's wrong with us? I always loved it for the opera of it. I loved it for mm. the stories. Well, that's I, the thing. That's the, 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 and the theatrical when element they, they, is the, really, really big, too. When, when the theatrics and the storylines were good and they had good writing and they, you know, I was tuned in. And well, then everyone once, always once says once boys the, soap operas. Well, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, like a soap opera for, for adolescents and, you know, young bros. And yeah. I, I wrote a college <laughs> paper in this, too. It's It's... If you're going to wrestling, you're going to the theater, yeah. just not in the ways that we think so of it. I, but you're going to yeah. a place where there's going to be sets and costumes and lighting and direction yeah. and stories with actors coming out to do these scenes for you. Right. And, and, and if, you know, because it has 
It is theater that operates with the illusion of sports. People classify it under sports, but really, it's it's much more of a theatrical yeah. production. But isn't that than a funny else? thing that that's where most guys get into? Like, if you yeah. try to take an eighth eighth grader to a production of Swan Lake, they'd be like, <laughs> "No way." But, you go but to then if you're like, if the head swan's going to hit an old Nintendo 64 over the other guy's head and yeah. shatter, you'd be like, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, I'm into yeah, that. I'm into well, that. Or, or what if you took middle schoolers to see like a Shakespeare play, right. and yeah. they're like, this is, bo- wait, wait, they're making out now? Wait, he's killing his dad? This is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the theatrics. And and when I would go to shows, I mean, there was times when I, in the Attitude Era, when I was here, my downstairs neighbor was, um, was a big wrestling fan. He had little hmm. boys, and his sister... Ran a restaurant in L.A. Yeah, huh. and Sonny, the valet Sonny, yeah. mm-hmm. her sister was the part head of many waitress. people's sexual awakening. Yes, yes. <laughs> she was her si- Sonny's sister was the head waitress. Oh, wow. At this restaurant, hmm. so we would have front row tickets from Sonny mm-hmm. for every house show and every oh God. Main, every pay per view, every yeah, main sweet. event. So. We would go to the dark. We'd go to the dark shows. We'd go, you know, the house shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're a front row, theater wise, it was yeah. almost to me like, okay, now we get to be a part of this theater mm-hmm. in right. a way. It's like immersive theater, like Hollow Moon, like uh, Hollow Moon from Vigilance out? Theater Group. Is it sold out. Uh, as of this, m- as of this morning, there were twelve tickets remaining. Right on. Well, you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, vigilancetheater.com. Yeah, anyway, so to me it was immersive theater. (laughs) So if I was in the front row, I'm going to get involved. Mm -hmm. And so this particular match (laughs) was um, The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. We're front row. It's me. It's Nikki, my downstairs neighbor, and his two kids. Well, I hate Shawn Michaels. Like, I can't. I just don't like Hmm. I didn't. I never got into him. He's, you is he, you he, always so hated full of yourself, boy. pretty boy. Like yeah, that I was very anti Shawn Michaels, hmm. and so I'm John. Him. Mm-hmm. I'm John. Him. How old are you at this point? I'm a grown ass man. I got kids. <laughs> yeah. All right. I got. A, I got a baby upstairs. Okay. Like, yeah. This is real. So. Uh, so I'm John. Him. <laughs> We're getting into it, you know. And I can't get. A, I can't get a rise out of him. And then he's right on the rail. And. um and I'm I'm just yelling at him, and he comes over towards me and he pulls this punch, half an oh. inch from my face. And Classic like, heel move. Mm-hmm. And I instantly, my thought was, my thought was, oh, I got him now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He sees me. So they're in the ring. They're going at it, and he's crawling. And Undertaker's behind him and just hitting him from behind, holding his trunks and and elbowing him in the spine, and he's crawling towards me. And I'm going like this. I'm w- waving him <laughs> on, waving him on, and I called him by his real name. Oh, now see, now you're now you're. As oh. soon as he got to the rope, I called him Michael Hickenbottom, oh. and he leaned through the ropes. Which, if that was your name, it would piss you yeah. off too. <laughs> he leaned through the ropes and spit right in my face. Oh, <laughs> yes, spit all over me, Nikki, his two boys. Nikki is this hot-blooded Italian. Don't give a shit. So in Nikki's mat- trying to go over the rail. In a matter of a second, he's got one leg over the rail and one leg coming over, and I'm grabbing him. And I'm like, no, no. I I deserve to be spit on by <laughs> Shawn Michaels, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, well, I, I took it. There was a line, and I crossed it. <laughs> I asked for it. I deserved it. But see, like, in terms of, like, uh, Full theater and and I mean you could take uh, one person who I think gets underrated in terms of his heel work is Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah. Oh my oh, yeah. gosh! ECW yeah. Bubba Ray Dudley literally used to come out, call the crowd idiots for like seventeen minutes, and have people worked up into such a froth, <laughs> yeah. a foaming, roiling, bubbling cauldron of hate. People literally had jumped off of balconies to try to get down <laughs> to the ring <laughs> to punch him. And I started thinking, I was like, this guy, you have to be insane. He would go into a crowd and like start like pushing people and slapping people around. Mm-hmm. I was like, the only when you think there's zero consequences can you get away with something like that. Yeah. yeah. But I guess everybody buys into it. It's sort of like your phenomenon, like talking smack on Shawn Michaels. Obviously, if you were out at a bar or something like that, you probably wouldn't take that. But because yeah. there's that little divider there, that little separate safety. 
It's sort of like what, when I see people heckling hockey players in the penalty box. Oh, yeah. yeah. Slapping it, like punching it at Ryan Reeves and, uh, you know, saying, like, you're, you're a you know, bitch and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> if that glass was not oh, yeah. there, you wouldn't oh, yeah. touch him. But you for run some into reason, him at the Costco, a it's going to be a different of a story. Milliliter. But a, a little millimeter. sub story to that. I think at that time I could have taken Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was pretty primed up at that yeah. point in my life. Uh-huh. I, I think his fake punches wouldn't have hurt as much as who, I, who was backing <laughs> him up at that point. Was he with the Diesel Undertaker? Or was he, oh, there was, was no he, one. It was oh, well, he's a garbage the wrestler. Yeah. So. The Undertaker could take any. I'm of just us saying, right if now. I was out in a bar, yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. think Undertaker can move very well. He's got some back problems for the past, you know, 20 years, well, but still wrestling. We have so covered. He was never a good wrestler. Yeah, we talked about that he, earlier. He has had some great matches. There was never a streak of time yeah. where you needed to see the Undertaker wrestler. He has had, especially at WrestleMania, has had fantastic matches. Mm-hmm. The mind-blowing thing is just that when I went to the first show I ever saw in 1993, uh, uh Undertaker was there, and he had already been wrestling for several years. And when I flew to Texas to see the Royal Rumble in 2017, the Undertaker was also wrestling. Yeah. To do to be doing that yeah. for more than 30 years yeah. is is right. mind blowing. At what point of his career was he not a? Because he they were only bringing him out for. Those special that's that's events. been going on for years. Now. Yeah. So how how long has up. it been since he's so been doing once a year? Oh, I mean, he'll do twice a year. He'll do, you know, maybe two or three a year, depending on what's going on. And depending it's been that on what way. The, uh, Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. Oh, pays them. this whole th- this whole situation. <laughs> They've got a show scheduled in, I think, three or four weeks in Saudi Arabia, paid for by the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. And the, now senators are coming out to say. Bad oh, time yeah, on that that's one. Right. Yeah. Oh, this is my dumbfounded look face. Well, we'll see. We'll see uh, how much Vince likes money. Wow. Well, and and Linda is in the president's cabinet now because we live in bizarro Please land. Do not get me on conspiracy. I told you I've been watching <laughs> Ozark. I've been listening to crime drama on podcasts. I'm like, it's deep. Yeah, Trump is putting on a WWF show in the Saudi in Arabia Saudi Arabia for oil. Is that what you just told me? <laughs> yes. Holy yeah. shit! It's happening. Linda is in the cabinet. This oh is you, you, we're going to get the strings. Oh, and this the yarn. It's going to and it's going all the way back to ninety three. It's going and Jesse Ventura cold. told us that Andre won that match at WrestleMania right. three. That the, there was a cover up of the footage that showed Andre the Giant pinning Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Jesse knows all about it. It goes straight to the Oval Office. It's <laughs> happening. It's happening. Now, I mean, Stone Cold stunned everyone in the family. Right, like it's right. The whole Trump family. Mm-hmm. Now, know, knowing what we've known about wrestling, and like you know, do you feel like it was a net positive on your development, <laughs> as or a net negative? Well, because I just I I because I like it, and you know, like most good parents, I just transfer everything that I like and make my son like it. You uh-huh. know, because that's just what you're supposed yeah. to do. But I started getting my son watching wrestling, and immediately, like we were watching. Uh, oh, Luch- he's in Lucha yeah. Underground. Really? Oh yeah, oh, he yeah. likes Prince Puma and uh, uh, all wow. those dudes. A great alternative right now. If and and I'll let you go where you're going, but if you want to get into something hmm. but don't have time, and even I, I'm still watching it, and I don't have time. Where there is a four-hour pay-per-view, right. Practically every three weeks, there's twelve right, hours right. of new programming every week, and you're like, this is too much for me to keep up with. Lucha Underground is a great show, and it's on Netflix. Yeah, and, and it's over in like, 45 minutes. Yeah, it's a it's a 20 episode season, three of matches, minute yeah. episodes. That's yeah, it's a great way to start. I started getting him watch it because I was like, you know what? The, I watched a couple episodes. I was like, oh, this is pretty tame. Like it's actually just wrestling for yeah. the most part. It's not right. too like hardcore right, or anything right. like that. No drama. Uh, they they started oh, no. getting into into some uh, stuff later on, but I can you can sort of you have. They, they have thought to skip through. That they have like stuff. telenovela scenes. I see. It right. is half wrestling, half right. telenovela. But <laughs> literally like. Three weeks into watching it, he just does a uh, like a three fifty moonsault <laughs> over the back couch and hurts himself. And I was like, "Hmm, maybe we need to take a break on this just yeah. for a little bit." Like because yeah. I wasn't into it at three years old. Yeah. Like I, yeah. so I'm thinking like, all right, am I just indoctrinating him yeah. because I'm lazy on a Tuesday yeah. night and I just yeah. want to put something on that I kind of <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could not pass it on to my son. Because that was during the time when I can't have my mm. kid. When you're watching the Ho Train come out, yeah, like right, I right, right. I, I couldn't. It was too sexist. It was too <laughs> sex driven. It was too. It was too violent. Mm. Um, because then you went and and then once the sex stuff started waning off, then I think is when ECW 
got dismantled basically yeah and and then they started doing more hardcore stuff and there was some yeah. harder stuff that the wwe was into so there was Couldn't never show that a, to your kids there was never a time that i could sit down and say yeah that that watch dude this that time me. frame it's just a fun show when you yeah but yeah. when you talking about that era what is that called is that the dx era the attitude era yeah, what do you call it yeah, yeah like dude I, that's when i came back on yeah and that's what was enticing about it where i you know you know i'm a kid and i'm you know, I'm a piece, a little piece of garbage. You know, oh, running around. And, they, that, how and then smart I see was that that they they got people who were 15 and 16, yeah. who now are, thir- are are our age and and have, you know, such nostalgia for yeah, it yeah. that they'll spend a thousand dollars on that trip to WrestleMania every yeah, year. Yeah, right. That you know, they they hooked people for life by hitting them when they were teenagers. Yeah, it came back. Those and year, those and I was like, it was that thing where you watch it, you know, when you're 14, 15, and you're like. Wow, these guys like my parents don't even know about this. Yeah, I know. yeah. Like my mom doesn't know about this. It's like something that you can watch as a fourteen-year-old oh, feel he's dirty just about watching it. wrestling. That's right. uh, that's uh, you know Haystacks Calhoun, and they probably yeah. thought it was dopey. You know, <laughs> yeah. like more they have so no idea else. about the suck it. And yeah, like, but so I, I hillbilly Jim and Rick Rude, right? Because I I think I loved it. And I'm glad it was a part of my childhood. Right. But did it make me a better, good person? Or, like, did it make me a net positive yeah, I don't to know. society? I wasted a lot I would of say hours. No. Yeah. I would say no. no. But wait- does that going to stop me from letting my son watch it? Probably not. But I think I, I think it's just a, it's a dumb... It's dumb pleasure, I think. Yeah. I, I sure, think, sure. I think they're like like many things right now. People try to justify something's existence, so they say wrestling. You know, they take Sean's argument, but then try to make some type of like ivory tower, you know, college level like uh, argument for it. When really, let's let's talk about what it really is. It's a bunch of guys smacking each other yeah. around. It's a yeah. cheap pop for violence that, that kind of gets you gets you off a little bit. It, it's, yeah, it's. I mean, entertainment wise, it's comfort food to the point sure. where I'll watch it before bed a lot. Just right. to, like turn my brain off. Simple story. Yeah, you know, I'm that guy hit this. that guy. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just the counter argument is if I look at a lot of the stuff I do now, stand up or theater or you know even even writing about movies and stuff. You know, I I remember when I when the internet first kicked in and I was reading people reviewing wrestling shows. Yeah, and now yeah. I'm doing movie reviews. I I think. I think I I think it had some positives in in the influence on me, wow. but I think you know I, I'm the only non dad in the room, so you tell me. But I think your kids should probably be able to understand. Hey, this looks like yeah. it's real, but it isn't. I always I yeah. put that disclaimer out there yeah. every time I go. You yeah. know, they're just pretending, right? Right. Like they're yeah. just pretending. I think the thing is just you can't you can't no matter what you tell someone that's really little. Not that like we're yeah. sitting here having a dad about your three year old, but no matter what, I mean, I have an eight year old son, and he can think of it's fake all day long. But at the end of the day, he's sitting there and he's scared of some cartoon figure that he saw at noon that day on a movie. You know, or, you know, first so time I showed my son The Undertaker, he said, turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Because the um, lights were out and the, sure. there was like lightning and stuff like that. Right. And he was like, nope, I don't want to. But part my of point that. is, is the same goes with like violence. Right. Right. Like, that's true. It, no matter how many times you tell him it's fake, you're still, a, you know, a little boy who's aggressive and like right. wants yeah. to get out angst, you know. Well, he wants to try a pal driver on his yeah. buddy on the gym floor. Right, exactly. Doing he thing. wants to do a moonsault off the couch. Yeah, and like know? I didn't have any problems with that because like I th- I personally think that just little boys need like controlled violence in their life just a little bit like to <laughs> okay. get it out. I yeah, just yeah. think it's in them, and if you don't let it out, they're gonna become like you know they're gonna start like making love to their pillows and putting faces on them and stuff like that. They're gonna turn into. <laughs> Are those you watching people. Big Mouth? Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that show's incredible. Yeah. By the way. Um, but but I think it's in them. So if you could do it in, in like a safe way, but it's hard to control it because yeah, like we, we don't want them humping pillows. We, that would be weird. We'd, we'd get reports back from <laughs> from daycare, you know, because my son. We'd start. We'd watch like three nights of lucha underground in a row, and then it, it, there'd be a report that came back and was like, Calvin's been doing a lot of jumping on people. And I'm like, All right, yeah, like yeah, all right, b- bottle it up. Dad's yeah. Got yeah, that. yeah, let's button yeah. that up. We're gonna take a little break. <laughs> We're gonna court. watch Magic School Bus for a while, yeah. and let's see if yeah, you can get your science up a little bit. Do mm-hmm. you do you find it, it just talking about the business of it do you find it amazing that it's still a hmm. thing this big like what it, how well, do i mean you the maintain... circus has been around for a hundred years yeah. you yeah. know uh there i i've always and i've said this to all of you guys probably uh individually like i still look at it to this day especially as a performer an actor or whatever and i still look at it and and 
and also being interested in bodybuilding and everything that yeah. that encompasses, I still look at it and say, not only is it hard to be a great bodybuilder, sure, I'm sure a lot of them are juicing, sure, but it's still, right. yeah. that takes some work. Yeah. That takes some food yeah. and health Steroids and diet. Steroids just doesn't make you big right. by and of itself. Right. So not only are they incredible bodybuilders, they're also stuntmen. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. also actors. I mean, mm-hmm. it it is one of the most fascinating pieces of entertainment in the world. I yeah. mean, you look at what we're seeing right now and it's it's an out, okay, out of the yes. it's an out of the <laughs> arena clip of Stone Cold in a in a backhoe about to probably yeah, drop a Which steel, these Jer- are Jersey Bear. Jersey Bear oh, no, on this a is when he blows but, up DX's van. Yeah, but <laughs> but but the thing the point I'm trying to make here is if Stone Cold is pulling that off, like you said he's acting. If he's not any good yeah. at yeah. the talking game of this. We've yeah. seen that, right, Kurt Angle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some... Go ahead. I have just, I, I'm going to take this conversation into a completely different way because it reminded me of something. I want to get your yeah. opinion on it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I think... I know that this existed beforehand, the right. concept of the anti-hero. Yeah. But I feel like Stone Cold's popularity basically changed the course of how protagonists are viewed yes. in culture. He and talks I, about that. And I say, what does that say about, about, that. Yeah. about our culture? Like, Because think about the WWE right now, or wrestling in general. If you are a Hulk Hogan, take your vitamins, say your prayers, you're no good, you're no good and you're a heel. You're yeah. the Bo Dallas, because yeah. people don't like that anymore, because mm. that's too clear-cut. They like the guy who's really... The, a Walter White or yeah. someone who's basically mm. on paper a total dirtbag, but you still cheer for him for some reason because yeah, yeah. I don't know if that just says like uh, something about society about how we feel hemmed in and pinned down, and so we mm. look to those people as heroes who you know flout the system and yeah. basically take all social norms and just throw them out the window. But I think he, at least for me, was the first major person who was like that that you couldn't really make a rational argument on why right. he's a good guy but you see still was yeah yeah no i think you're absolutely right i think it's like a it's like a it's a line in the sand that put a flag in it and it's just like at this point it's when that happened right with you, his character I, you know and maybe like let's uh let's get into that topic because all i have to say because we're talking about stone cold is that you know we're talking about our favorite wrestlers and you know jason i've been talking about it for weeks and i've been going back and forth and i've been watching a lot of stone cold and that character Mm-hmm. Of just like y- he's not a good guy because I don't want to be a complete good guy, you know. As right. a high as a high school kid who, yeah, I wanted to be a you good kid, rebel. but I wasn't a dirtbag. Right. I know I wasn't a dirtbag, but I wasn't a good kid. Right. And it kind of was perfect for me that I was like, he's kind of badass. Like I like to be badass a little bit, but I don't want to go to prison. Right. That's but he who has, I was he, when I was he, sixteen. He, he's a he's a rule breaker, but he follow he's consistent he's with got his own justice. He's got right. a code. Exactly. And it was and that's what look at all the movies we grew up with. Right. Look at Martin Riggs and Lethal Weapon. Look at you know, look at uh, Eddie Murphy. They were kind of not following the rules, but they were good guys. You know, it's well, and and so much of it, you know, Austin Austin got popular all on his own. That was through yeah. the feud with Bret Hart, and just the audiences started to respond. But the thing that turned it into the phenomenon was this: was Austin feuding with Vince McMahon, McMahon. Yeah. and the idea of challenging the man. Th- that I'm, go- I'm going yeah. after my boss, and I'm not just you know grumbling about him behind his back. At the, you know, yeah. I'm I'm going to punch him in the face. I'm going to throw him in an ambulance, and then pull him out of that ambulance, and then stun him on a limo. Right, <laughs> and and people were living out this working class fantasy. Watching this That's interesting, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I would, I will, I will start off and say, like, I, I thought about it long and hard, yeah. And I, I was between Stone Cold and The Rock as my favorite of mm-hmm. all time, and I'm edging towards Stone Cold, yeah. Well, Be- uh, yeah. I, I mean, will always I, say, I know The Rock always gets put like right at, or even sometimes above Stone Cold, but in at least in my recollection. No crowd ever yep. popped off yep. nearly as a fever That's pitch it. as when that glass broke. That glass ever. broke, and I'm I am 37 Lost years old, minds. have not watched wrestling, and I'm watching YouTube clips, and I can't get enough of it. Yeah, well, I you, can't get see, enough of when that glass breaks. If and you that crowd see the comes the, out. the the the, the uh, with mankind beating the Rock mm-hmm. on Raw, it was early 1999 when mankind won the title, and and the the that's late in that match that Stone Cold comes to interfere mm. and the glass breaks and it is the oh, the yeah. biggest reaction I've ever seen from a crowd of human beings wow. where you can not only hear watching everyone after. scream 
as soon as that glass breaks, you can watch every hand yeah. go just up and just this boom, seat. right? I, I mean, it's, 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 I wasn't watching then, but when I watch it, it gives me chills we, because it's so Jason unbelievable. Jason and I talked about that, and you really yeah. – we were saying that glass break and him coming out, yeah. especially like an interruption. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is like someone catching a Super Bowl touchdown. Yeah. I mean, that's equivalent to people like goal, yeah. touchdown, like boom. Yeah. Like it's just – yeah. I mean, it's but that's also I mean, think about the alchemy of that situation where if he would have had some sort of like violin intro right for his theme music. Yeah. Would he maybe not be as popular? I suggest. Yes, that he wouldn't have been. Yeah, yeah. No. Mm, that's no, interesting. It's a total that's, package. It's yeah. a total package. The you need all right. that Everything stuff to come to be right. right. Light, the lights have Jay, to be Jay, right. right. Uh, you know, yep. and and for what me, what he's wearing, and yeah, yeah, it came down for me. My favorite wrestlers, it did, it it did. It came down to the same exact two people. Mm-hmm. And again, people will argue. Well, are you going to talk like wrestlers? Or are you talking wrestlers? Like who's yeah. the best technical? Wrestler? Well, and I and I don't. Do you I think? But do, don't you think though? With those two, that that goes into that category. Would you guys who are wrestling heads agree? I mean, those two guys are still both really good wrestlers. They are. They put really, on a good show. They're really, really uh, good yeah, performers. They're not I see. Brawlers. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like not if, technical if not wrestlers. wrestlers. Right, right, not right. Technical right. wrestlers. Gotcha. Like you. I, they're they're both good. They were really good at awesome, faking especially it when he was younger. Right. But in terms of the performance of performing the match, right. They're as good, if not right. better, and than anybody. You know, they're not going to go out there and do the the you know rolling around on the ground submission hold and clinic. That, right. And that's what happened in essence to what I think with like Bret Hart. Yeah. Bret Hart was an incredible technical wrestler. Mm. Yeah. And he wasn't fitting this mold. Characters, characters and overshadowed there was the him. the inner workings that were happening with Triple H and right. Shawn Michaels and the political game that was going on behind the scenes mm. and the whole thing with, 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 with Bret Hart. And he just, to me, just didn't fit that mold. Yeah. You didn't want to watch That's Brett a good as point. much sometimes mm-hmm. because the personality wasn't what you wanted. Yeah. When Brett was pissed mm-hmm. and Brett was like, we, I sent you that clip the other night mm-hmm. where at the time when it happened, I thought it was a work. Yeah. But it was when when um, Vince was announcing ringside and they made um, Shawn Michaels a special guest referee for his match that yeah. night. And he went after Vince and attacked him. And the whole time watching it, then I thought it was a work. Re- oh, really? Oh, yeah. And it yeah, yeah, was yeah. absolutely real. He was gonna. He had to be restrained, and had to be. He was gonna. It, it was on television. He was gonna fight him right on television. He went after him, and the way they played it was incredible. You just thought it was part of a work. But all these years later, you hear these stories. Hmm. So for me, I'm not caring about technical wrestling. Yeah. It's, it's just like me with movie reviewing. I don't give a shit who the fucking director is. <laughs> I don't care how many goddamn Turned great serious. things he's done. Was I entertained and did that actor entertain me? And The Rock had me every time. I, I just loved the way he worked the mic. I laughed my ass off every time. And and I'm the opposite of that. And in fact, when I Jason gets so pissed, like yeah. like we had him watch Venom again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in when I remember was a fucking shark. I, when I when I got back into WWFE, this is when I was transitioning in 2001. I was the guy. I was the nerdy guy booing. Stone Cold and Triple H, and you, even then you couldn't really boo them. Like you would, oh, you, you would wanted, pretend you would boo the. You Rockwell. wanted Bob Backlund to come out and do a do a. Uh, I was the, I was there for session. I was there for Eddie Guerrero and Chris Jericho, and, right. and okay. we okay. don't we don't talk about Chris Benoit anymore, but certainly yeah. Chris Benoit, and 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 my my favorite of all time is Brett Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah. Wow, and and that's. He, he, he you know was what? the he, big hero when I first he was, started. He's in my top. He's in my tops for um, sure. But I I like that you know technically I like that this is the guy that can wrestle his way out of if the guy's big, small, tough, you know whatever he's doing, mm-hmm. he knows yeah. he knows how to figure it out, how to beat them. And it's it's to go modern. It's either him or or Daniel Bryan now. Mm. And one thing that I didn't really talk about is. One, the, the thing that really solidified my love as an adult was when I was in college, I had a bunch of friends who were into wrestling, and we would drive all over you know, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, into New York mm-hmm. to go to um, indie shows, yeah. smaller shows. Ring of Honor is right. still big today, uh, Chikara and other promotions like that. Uh, and that was a big part of my early adulthood. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of the guys who we were going to see there are in the WWE now, right? Um, like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan. And, and you know, I've, I've kind of watched him from being at a gym in West Mifflin, 
in front of 85 people to at the Royal Rumble. Everyone chanting yes. That's in an arena. That's nuts. Mm -hmm. Did that did that when that transition like knowing who you like then? Yeah. Did that make you like you said you booed him? Like, did it make you mad? Because now that I think about it. Like people like Brett, the Hitman Hart, and like those guys that were just came out and they were themselves. They didn't have a real gimmick. They just had a, you know, a yeah. color associated yeah. with you're, them. You're I'm a good pink, wrestler. I'm you pink wear pink. Guy. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, those guys kind of got thrown away. I, I. Stopped. They became commissioners. That's why I stopped watching well, as a kid. I, uh, yeah. I was at. I was at the first time I was ever at Raw. Was in '97. I want to mm. say. I was there. And and. and <laughs> uh, that that I I came with a Brett the Hitman Heart sign, oh. and by the end of the night I couldn't like I couldn't fight the the roar of the crowd anymore, and I put my sign down and started cheering for Stone Cold, and I didn't watch for another three years. Wow! Because I because I was just like this That's isn't sad. this isn't the, so this isn't this isn't the right thing now. I understand anymore. Oh you my know? god! Yeah, I didn't get it for a while. But that goes in line with yeah. what I was saying. He was basically it just yeah. wasn't. It wasn't his market. Right. right.